and welcome to the Creative Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Leah Van Doren, and in this podcast, I talk with some of the most creative and inspiring people that I know. From hearing about their process to what holds them back from creating, routines and rituals, to the intersection between creativity and spirituality, you'll hear from writers, actors, singers, dancers, musicians, painters, multi-passionate creatives, and anyone else who considers themselves a creative soul. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Creative Soul Podcast. If this is your first time here, then welcome. I'm so happy to have you. This podcast is all about the intersection of creativity and spirituality and mindfulness. And if you've listened before, then welcome back. Usually we have weekly episodes with guests. And then once a month, I like to come on here and share a solo episode. And these can range from little mini messages from my heart on what's going on in my creative process, how I can better serve you in your creative process, um, and just giving myself a space and a platform and a voice to share more of my ideas and ways that I can serve and help. And so... This this solo episode is is going to be a little different because I want to just share from my heart and I just want to share without any kind of agenda um, and really just kind of update you on like stuff that's going on in my life, in my creative process and where I'm at now. And so bear with me, but I think I just want to kind of talk and, and see, um, you know, get to know each other a bit more. And so... Yeah, life has been such an interesting wave of constant flow, constant disruption, you know, constant duality. I think that's the important thing to remember about life, that life, you know, when we incarnate on Earth, when we chose to come to Earth, we know that we're coming into a planet of duality. You know, there's both light and dark. There's both flow and disruption. There's both um, good and bad and... um, or I don't even want to say good and bad because I don't think assigning good or assigning bad is necessarily helpful. Um, But really maybe just seeing it in those terms of light and dark, light and shadow. And so it's all for your evolution. It's all for your growth. Um, But yeah, experiencing the ups and downs of life. And I think that I have become accustomed to sharing when I'm in my light phase and when I'm in my dark phase, I tend to draw inward and you know not share as much. And I think that there's helpful there's helpful lessons in both, right? I think when you're, you know, it's beautiful to be able to share with other people the lessons that you've learned from going inward and from going into your darkness, so to speak. And there's also great lessons and beauty in sharing the process and showing up as you are throughout the process. And I think that I get stuck sometimes when, you know, I hear people talk about their life, their life experience, the lessons they've learned, and they talk in these very, like, non-specific terms as if they're they're talking about the lesson after it's been learned. So they're not talking about this happened and this happened and this specific thing happened in my life, which led to this. They kind of, you know, brush over the general lesson, which for some people can be really helpful in kind of mirroring that back to your own life and seeing what resonates and how you can apply that to some of the specific things that you're going through. Because, you know, we're all going through life. And I love that quote about like, 
we're all walking on different paths, but towards the same mountain. And so, you know, we all have different life circumstances and different life experiences, but the lessons can be the same. The lessons can be applied in different ways. And so whenever people, you know, share their process from that perspective, I find that me personally, I don't connect as well to that message because unless it's a lesson that I've already learned, then I don't resonate or relate to it as much. For example, like let's say that someone learned a lesson of, um, I learned that, you know, light and dark is both good. And so when they're just sharing that lesson, I'm, I can only really connect and relate to it if I've already gone through my own process with that. And then I can understand exactly what they're talking about. I can apply it to my own life. But if I haven't really worked through that lesson, then I can't really apply it to like my everyday life. It can sometimes serve as like a good reminder. Again, that good mirror, that reflection. But I find what's more helpful actually is when people share their specific life details. So instead of I learned a lesson between light and dark, you could say my best friend and I are in a falling out because she said this and I said this and whatever it is, you know, totally hypothetical situation, but getting into those like specific details and something I've learned in my life as an artist, in my life, especially as a theater artist. And I remember learning this in high school and in college during theater school and all the different theater trainings that I would go to is that good acting is about specificity. And what that means is, you know, if you're an actor and you have an objective in a certain scene and it's kind of like this general wash, then you don't really find those nuggets of truth. Those nuggets of truth are actually found in the specificity of the details. And so I know that the kind of writing that I'm really drawn to is when you get really specific in those details. Um, a poet that I'm thinking about is Yana Robinson, who does this really well, where she doesn't talk so much about the lessons. She talks so much, she talks more about the specific moment, the specific experience involved. Uh, also why I love Mari Andrews work so much is because she really writes with those specificity of details while also relating it to the larger lesson. So I hope that makes sense to you. It's something that I've been thinking about in in thinking about how I want to show up and share and how I want to show up and share my process. And I don't think that you actually have to share every part of your process. I think that your process can be so individual to you that, you know, it's okay when you need to go inward and draw inward and take some time um, and not share um, because sometimes, you know, things change and something I'm learning about this, the process of healing, the process of life is that sometimes at the beginning of our journeys, like things don't make sense. Um, I'll give a specific example to be more specific. So I actually started therapy for the first time in my life. I have resisted therapy for a long time because I always felt like I didn't need it. Right. I felt like there was nothing going wrong that I needed to uncover. And, I, and as a spiritual creative person, I, I know that there's so many stories that we've learned from our childhood and from just our life experiences that uh, can hold us back or can just be informing the way that we're living our lives. And these can be subconscious beliefs, conscious beliefs. Um, but in order to make them really conscious beliefs, you have to know which subconscious beliefs you're holding on to. And so that was kind of the reason why I wanted to start therapy because, you know, I was kind of like, I, I don't know what I don't know. And so it might be helpful to just 
have a space to talk with someone about some of the things I've experienced and, you know, what that might be telling me today. And so I've been going to therapy now for the past like month and a half. And it's been so helpful just in, I think the biggest thing for me. So yeah, going back to like, some things don't make sense in the beginning of the process, but as the process continues to unfold, you start to remember or realize like, oh, that's why that happened. And that's why that occurred. And so in my example with therapy, so my therapist and I were working on this idea of like, I always feel like I need to be productive. I always feel like I need to be busy producing something. I'm happiest when I'm working on a project. And that's just me as a person. Um, And, but we're trying to unpack that a little bit more in therapy of like, I actually feel really uncomfortable doing nothing and I feel really uncomfortable making space to do nothing. And when I'm thinking about creativity, so much of what I love about creativity and share about creativity is that it's the counterculture of our main culture. You know, our, if our main culture is in this like capitalistic structure of needing to produce more, needing, you know, we're rewarded by our achievements and by what we do, what we produce and not by you know, how we make the bed or how we play. And so what I want my clients to do and what I want my community to do is to really tap back into our creativity and sense of creativity for play and for um, creating just for the sake of creating. I think uh, that is the antidote to any creative block that you're experiencing. We were discovering this in week three of Discover Your Creative Soul Um, we had a week called Making Friends With Your Fears, which was really about uncovering our creative blocks and identifying our creative blocks because again, we, we don't always know what we don't know. Sometimes we might have a creative block that we don't even know, you know, we don't even know that we're experiencing it so that when we face that blank page and we don't know what to write, we don't even realize that that's actually a creative block. Or when you're busying yourself with endless numbing distraction techniques, which can look like social media, scrolling on social media, which can look like Netflix, which can just look like avoiding the thing that you're supposed to be doing. And so during this week, we discovered that two of the antidotes for any creative block, one is making bad art. So giving yourself permission to make really bad art, letting go of the ideas of needing to be good or good enough or talented or worthy, and really just allowing yourself to make bad art. And then the second antidote is tapping into a sense of play and creating for the sake of creating. So you're not creating to produce something, but you're creating simply to to engage in the act of creativity. And so I share these and I teach these because these are things that I struggle with all the time. And something that I'm trying to unpack in my work in therapy is like, why? And where does that come from? And and those kinds of things. And so even for myself, like when I want to sit down and write, I'm like thinking about it. Oh, well, when I sit down and write, then I'll have poems for my next poetry book. And while that's beautiful, and I think it's beautiful to want to share your art, but I think when you're so stuck in that mindset of, okay, but I'm only creating to produce something, that's when there's just something a little bit more to be discovered there. And so going back, (laughs) this winding long explanation of the process. And so something my therapist said in the beginning of us working together, as we're kind of unpacking this idea of like needing to be productive and all these kinds of things, she said the term making space, 
that's all she said. She said the term making space, like what, I think she said it in the context of like, what does it look like to make space in your life? Or was it kind of acknowledging that like, you feel like, you know, you can't really just make space, like make empty blank space. And when she said that, something in me just like resonated so deeply and I just started crying and like tears and waves of emotion were coming up. And I didn't understand why the term making space would elicit that strong emotional reaction, right? I didn't understand it at the time. I knew that there was something to be discovered because anytime we do have a strong emotional reaction to something, I think that um, that that's telling you something. Your body is reacting in a certain way and it's just something to get open and curious about. It's not something to fix or change right away. And I know that one of my tendencies is to try to fix and change it right away. Like immediately my mind wants to know, well, what does that mean? And how do I fix it? And what do I do now? And so my mind immediately jumps to like, okay, making space. How, how do I make space? What does it look like to make space? And then like, conducting a plan to make space. And while sometimes those things can be helpful, I think discerning and noticing and being aware of your tendency to jump over those things and immediately jump to how do I make space instead of just being and just making space. And so that was like a month ago that I had that realization and and was realizing all of my tendencies to kind of fix it and, and push past it. And In the past month, as life has continued to unfold, I've realized that, you know, things that didn't make sense in the past are starting to make more sense now. So I can see now, okay, making space elicited this strong emotional reaction for me. And I can also understand, okay, making space when, you know, as a child, did I not make space or was my life so full that I wasn't allowed to make space? And and not that those are necessarily true or not, um, but, but you can identify like where those things came from. And so I find this all to be super fascinating while continuing to engage with my daily creative practice and my spiritual practice and really just allowing myself to slow down, but slow down in a way that I've never slowed down before. I think that I've always talked about slowing down. I've always talked about being rather than doing. I've always talked about the importance of creating for the sake of creating. But sometimes what you're sharing and what you are, you know, it's all part of the process. So it's like I've I've discovered these in my own life and I've shared them with other people. But it's not to say that I don't deal with those things. I share them because I deal with them. Because I have trouble just making space and doing nothing. I have trouble just being. And that's why having a daily creative practice is so helpful for me. Because it gets me into that mindset of paying attention. Of being aware of my thoughts and feelings. Instead of reacting right away. And really being an observer and a participant of my experience. Rather just a participant. And paying attention and all of those beautiful things that a creative practice gives us. And so I share all of this just to say that, you know, there are ebbs and flows in life. I think I started this talking about the dualities of life. And 
Sometimes we're in our creative spring and sometimes we're in our creative winter. My last solo episode was all about the creative cycles and seasons and I was sharing that episode from a place of me being in my creative spring. I had just launched Discover Your Creative Soul. I had just started a Spanish class. I was just feeling really alive and really like everything I had been working for for the past few months that I had been working on in my winter and my fall were coming alive and blooming and bursting with life and ideas in my spring. And that was just about a month ago. And now a month later, I feel deep in my creative winter where not much is happening, where I'm worried about the next step because I don't know what the next step is. And and as much work as I've done with the unknown and the possibilities of the unknown, and I, I actually now love the unknown and... I think going on my solo trip back in 2019, I went to India, Bali, and Thailand for three months by myself. And that trip, taking that trip during that time, which was right before 2020 and everything that happened, I think I share a bit more about that trip in my intro episode. So if you're curious to know more or curious to know a bit more about my journey, you can always go back to that first episode. But... I think during that trip, I was really learning how to follow my intuition, how to trust the unknown. And so when everything in 2020 happened, which I think was a collective awakening of of being faced with that feeling of the unknown and, and that feeling of like anything can happen at any time. We didn't expect this. This isn't how we expected our year to go. Nothing was going as planned. We realized that we're actually kind of um, merciless to the universe and merciless to like the unknown and that the only known is the unknown. And so as people were being challenged by this idea and facing that within themselves, that uncomfortability we have with the unknown, because I think we are so trained to follow the known path. Um, I talked about this in my episode last week with Rachel Ferreira, where we talk about following the path of the unknown and You know, we want to have that safety, that security of the known. We want to, you know, we're trained to go to school and graduate at 18 and go to college and, you know, follow that secure, safe path and know that that feeling within you can look different from everyone. I think the like collective story is that story of you go to school, you graduate, you go to college, you get married, you have kids, you get a house, that like life. And I think we are really shifting out of it that people are now giving themselves more permission. And I think in our collective, we're allowing more space and more permission to have different ways of living and what different, you know, redefining what work can look like, redefining what family can look like, redefining what success can look like and how we want to build and create our society together. And so all of this is just to say that Again, a reminder that I need all the time is to really trust your creative cycles and trust in the duality of life and know that when you have these periods of creative winter, when you have these periods of feeling like freaked out about the unknown, and that's the space that I'm in right now, you know, as much as work as I've done with the unknown, I still find myself like, well, well, what's the right decision? What's, you know, what, which path can I, should I go down next? What's that next step? And this is true in my business. We just finished Discover Your Creative Soul this week with 15 beautiful participants and they created so much during this time. And that was really my focus for like the past six months. And now I don't know what comes next. And 
you know, part of my path as an entrepreneur is listening to my intuition and following my heart. And I commit to doing that in my highest integrity. So I don't like to push or plan when life is calling me to slow down and listen. And so right now I'm slowing down, I'm listening, and I'm really just kind of following the next right thing. And that next right thing will show up when it's time. And I think learning how to just trust those trust those little nudges especially when we want to have like a whole plan laid out in front of us sometimes all we get is the next right step and so trust trust that you're walking in the dark um, even if you feel like you're walking in the dark that you're walking towards the light so remember that uh, that is something I needed to hear as well and also in my personal life I'm dealing with just big life decisions about where I want to live next and what I want to do next. And um, I'm, I live with my partner and we've lived in Connecticut for the past few years and he's getting out of the Navy. He's been in the Navy for almost 10 years. Um, his entire adult life, he's been in the Navy and he gets out in a couple months. And so we've been faced with big questions about, you know, where are we going to go next? What are we going to do next? And, you know, the having a partnership is also so beautiful and so difficult because suddenly you're not just taking into account your life path, you're taking into account both of your life paths and seeing how that aligns and that connects. And we're very strong and committed in our partnership and we want to keep walking the path together. But when these times of unknown and transition come up, it's it's like you got to make a choice and you can make a choice together and trust that what is best for your highest self, um, trust that you can grow and evolve together because I think that's really what a partnership is. It's about growing and evolving together and aligning your life paths, which is something that's new to me. I think I've always been very independent and always you know, going to follow my own path no matter what, which is true, but also when there's another person involved and you have to take it into account what their life path is and how you can kind of create that beautiful life together. So those are some things that are going on in my universe and and just wanted to share really honestly with you all because life, you know, life has these ups and downs and sometimes it's really difficult to trust your intuition in these moments of doubt, in these moments of fear. But the beautiful reminder is that like when you have these creative practices, when you have this trust, you know, you can kind of coach yourself and talk yourself through it, which I feel like I just did in this solo episode. So if you learned something or if I mirrored back something to you that you're dealing with in your own life, just know that it's all going to be working out beautifully for you and trust in that divine timing of your life. Trust in that divine plan, even when you don't know the plan, because guess what? We don't know the plan. All we can do is keep taking steps in the dark. So I love you and just want to honor you wherever you're at, wherever you're listening. And I hope that you found something in this today. And if this felt too general and not specific enough, let me know. Let me know which one you prefer because I always find that interesting how people tend to share generally. And I almost feel like I shared pretty generally. Maybe I wasn't specific enough, but maybe also that's my inner critic talking. So, you know, we all have those voices in our heads and those and those feelings of, did I do enough? Did I do a good enough job? Um, so just continuing to be transparent about those things, I think is super helpful. And I know when others have done that for me, it's been really helpful for me in my journey. So I'm just honored and grateful that you're here, that you're listening, and that hopefully I can be that mirror to you as well. 
Love you all so much. We're going to have more interviews down the pipeline. Like I said, I like to do these solo episodes once a month. So we have three interviews a month and then one solo episode a month where I guess just get to share about my creative process and all of those things and what I'm dealing with in my journey. So yeah, look out for that and join my newsletter list. If you haven't joined my newsletter list yet, I send out an email every single week with some lessons from the creative process with creative resources. Sometimes I put in some writing prompts in there for you. And something I do at the end of every month is I share a roundup of all the creative resources that I've been engaging with. And if you listen to this podcast, you know we love creative resources. I love to ask my guests what they're reading, what they're listening to, what they're watching, what they're being inspired by. Because I actually think uh, there's a lot of lessons and themes that you can pull out from the things that you're engaging with. Um, Because I find it so different and individual to each person. And it can kind of point out like different phases of your life and different themes or feelings that you're kind of leaning into. And I think the content that we're interested in, the content that we're engaging in has some maybe things to tell us or things, some things to discover. And so something I love to do is every month I share what I've been reading that month or what I've been listening to or what I've been learning or what I've been watching. So if you love creative resources, if you love being inspired by what other people are engaging with, and if you want to just hear more stories about the creative process and some tips to deal with your own creative blocks, your own creative fears, and everything that goes into dealing with a creative and spiritual life, then definitely join us for that newsletter. When you sign up, you get a free guided writing meditation. And so you can go to my website, www.leahvandoren.com, and you can sign up for the email list. And I will see you next week on the podcast, maybe on Mondays in your inbox. And always let me know how you're loving these episodes, what's inspiring you, what are you connecting with, and what I can help you with because I am here to serve and to share. And if there's something I can serve you with or share with you that can help you in your process, I am always here, always open. I love connecting with you all. So never hesitate to reach out and connect and love you so much. See you all next week. Bye.